in English, but just about every language on the planet that there is a Bible written for is on that website. So if you want to read it in Korean, go for it. I can't, but you, maybe you can. But it's all there. So to say, well, I don't have the tools for it, yeah, you do. We all do now. And that's an amazing thing. What I do is I look for words or, or something that I don't understand or, hey, what's meant by this? Maybe there's a little history on that. Take some time and figure out what it says so that there's an understanding of it. The second time that I read it through, and this is the part that was the hardest for me to get used to, and I read it through as if Jesus were speaking the words to me in the first person. Now, how do you do that? It's a learned thing. And so uh, I'll, I'll do John 3.16 for you, and this is kind of the way that, that I do it. Because for me, I, it's got to it's gotta speak to me. Because sometimes when you read the Bible, it feels a little bit like you're reading somebody else's mail. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is a letter to the Corinthians. Well, great, I'm not a Corinthian. Well, okay. Try this. Okay? So here's, here's John 3.16. Jeff, I love you so much that I gave my life so that you could live forever with me. You hear John 3.16 in there? Jeff, I loved you so much that I gave up my life so that you could live forever with me. Is it okay to do that? Yes, it's okay to do that. It changes the way, for me, it has changed the way that I view scripture. And I've gotten to the point where I can do that with most things. Maybe not the genealogy lists. That's a little <laughs> weird. But um, you know what I'm talking about, begat, begat, begat. Um, but it's changed the way that, that Scripture speaks to me. And, and does it work every single time? No. But most of the time, yes. So try it. It's not going to be perfect. And I, I, I practiced for a long time. And it's okay. There's sometimes I still struggle with it. But to have... God speak to you in the first person through Scripture, it, it, for me, it revolutionized the way I read the Bible. And then thirdly, I read back through that and I pray a response back to God based on that. So if I were praying that back, I'd say, God, thank you so much for your sacrifice for my life. I can't wait to live with you forever. Just a response, because any time that God speaks to us, we should respond. Any time that God, let me say that again. <laughs> any time that God speaks to us, we should respond. Because I'm sure there's many of us that God has spoken to you and you didn't respond. I've done it. Doesn't usually go well for us. But any time that God speaks to us, we need to respond. So, we've got worship. We've got the word. Again, 
quality instead of quantity. Quality instead of quantity. It took me a long time to get that down. It took me a long time for that to make the trip from here to here. And then the last one is work. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Folks, we've got to be smart about what we're doing. The reason that we need Scripture and God's Word, at least for me, is I need to know how to live my life, and I need God to change and transform me because I'm going to be in a world, and so are you, that, want, that tries to tell you the opposite of what God's Word is telling you to do. And there is a bent in us to want to have our own way. And so we have to, to do this. So, <clears throat> what I would do, now that I've worshipped and I've spent time in the Word, I'd say, okay, think through your schedule of the day. Who do you know today that you're going to see? Well, you're going to see your family, most likely. Right? You're going to see your co-workers, whoever it is that you happen to work with. Uh, if you're a student, you're going to see your friends at school. You're going to see your teachers. If you're a teacher, you're going to see students. Sorry to remind you, but that's not very far away. <laughs> Maybe you're going to run into your next-door neighbor. Ask God to show you how you can be Jesus to them. Go through your schedule. You know who you're going to see most days. And ask God how you can be Jesus to them. Well, what about that person that I work with that just absolutely drives me nuts? Guess what? You need to be Jesus to them. What about my spouse? They absolutely just tick me off sometimes. And I'm really frustrated. You need to be Jesus to them. What about my parents? They just absolutely drive me nuts. It's just, ugh. You need to be Jesus to them. What about my siblings, my brother and my sister? They just absolutely drive me nuts. They know how to push every single button. You need to be Jesus to them. What about my boss? That boss that's just a jerk who holds everything over you. You need to be Jesus to them. And to be honest with you, I know that it takes asking God's help to be able to do that. To be honest with you, outside of God's help, you can't. <laughs> Think through your day. Work that out in your life. Not some pie-in-the-sky thing. How about just day-to-day -day living? Because that's where we have the hardest time, I think. Is living it out in our own homes. Ask him to use you to point them to Jesus. Ask God to use you to point them to Jesus.
It'll change your perspective. Because to be honest with you, the term Christian and being a Christian literally means little Christs. To literally be Jesus in those places. God, I'm going to respond. Not the way I want to respond. Not the way I think I have the right to respond. I'm going to respond the way that you would. Okay, next one. Ask God to show you opportunities in the unplanned meetings of the day. There are unplanned meetings that you run into every single day, isn't there? Somebody you have a conversation with or a phone call or a gas station attendant or, um, or the checker at the grocery counter or whatever. There's unplanned meetings that you have every day, and yet God plans every single one of them. Be prepared. He may want to use you. Not may, he does want to use you in those things. And finally, confess to God your needs and desires. Do you notice what's at the end of the list? The end of the list is confess your needs and desires to God. Most of the time, for me, by the time I get to that, my needs and desires either have already been spoken to or addressed, or they're so small that I already know the answer. Now, that's not to say that there aren't times that we have genuine needs and genuine desires, and sometimes we skip straight to that, and absolutely you should. But when we take the time to focus, the whole point of, spent, of devotions, period, the word devote means to, to sell out to, to love. That's the point of devotions. The point of spending time with God is that you become more like him. It's not another thing to check off of a list. It's actually, it actually is very, very important for each and every one of us. And I would say this, and I don't know if every pastor would maybe say this. If you miss a day, it's okay. If you miss a day, it's okay. However, we can get into a pattern where we can make excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse, and then we get to a point where we're far away. I've missed days. I've missed chunks of days. This isn't something to be legalistic about. Okay? This is something... That's a heart change. It's a heart thing. When I would read the love letters that I got from my wife, I didn't read them and go, well, I better read these. Well, I guess I got to go read these now. It wasn't like that. And when it becomes like that, 
check your heart? Have God do a heart check with you? And I know that it can get that way, but if, if your relationship with Jesus has become a list of things that you check off that you did or didn't do, you've missed the whole point. The whole point of a relationship with Jesus is for the peace, grace, love, and acceptance that you have from him, and that because of that, we want to become more and more like him. Not because we have to, not because we might get in trouble if we don't, but just because I am so sold out to this, I want, I want to do everything I can to be as much as I can like him. And the best way to do that, the things that we have, the tools that we have to get to know Jesus better is prayer and the word. That's it. And if you're waiting in between, if you're waiting for Sunday to get your spiritual food, you're malnourished. You're like those little kids in the commercials on TV from Africa with the bloated bellies. And we look at them and go, oh, how terrible. My fear is that in a spiritual manner that a lot of people in the church are just like those kids. But here's the difference. They don't have access to the food. We do. It's just a matter of us taking the time to do it. We're going to come. Uh, Chris and the band is going to come, and we're going to um, spend some time in worship. Just uh, one more song. But folks, I hope that this is, this is something you can take home and apply. Um, I know it's probably not the most exciting sermon in the world, but, um, but it's meat and potatoes. <laughs> and I need that personally. And so I, I, I hope that, that it is helpful for you. Um, and I hope that all of us are experiencing that personal growth in our relationship with Jesus.